0: Hi, everyone. I'm Barbara Bray. I'm really excited to talk to Matt Wyman today. I, I'm just, Matt, I, I I read everything you write. I see you online. I've had so much fun just getting to know you. Thank you for being here with me.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me, Barbara. This is fantastic. I feel like I'm taking so many new steps and, uh, Steps get toward other people, even in this like <laughs> virtually distant or virtually connected, but socially distant era.
0: I know it's so weird, but I'm connecting more with people now more than ever. And I'm on social media more. I mean, there's so many things that I never knew. But this, this latest post, I mean, I, you know, we've been going back and forth online and this latest post was so... It, it struck me because there's a lot about privilege and there's a lot of questions about it. And, um, you know, I, it was on your blog, which I love, the captain of class. <laughs> I thought it was so profound. Um, Thank you. And, and you know what? You said I, you could cross post it on my site. So we're going to do that. And I love it. But I thought we got to talk about it
1: so like with many of the blogs that i write and i'm sure you and other people can relate to this it feels like i have a whole book of like things i want to say but people who write who read blogs uh, the the people who are out there and thank you so much for reading my blog at all they don't want to read a book online you know this is something that they're going to just kind of you know skip through so i had to make it you know i had to uh, make it as short and can condense my ideas kind of like, you know, uh, limiting limited characters and tweets. Right. Um, you know, fewer paragraphs, just get my main point across. Um, and it, you really have to like, you know, fine tune what you're trying to say, uh, which is a challenge, but it's also kind of a, a fun opportunity. I'm really uh, thrilled to be able to talk about it and kind of like dissect some of the ideas.
0: Well, you said, um, I mean, it- it's interesting because I you referred to some different things in it, but I the concept is intersectionality. And so if you want to just kind of do a quick summary and maybe the purpose of this post.
1: Sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, ever since George Floyd's death and um, Black Lives Matter movement, um, you know, taking front stage in the media and our lives and um i have done a lot of reading a lot and actually i listen to a lot of books believe it or not while i'm working and doing chores and 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 driving around so i'm listening to lots and lots and lots of books um the book where i came across intersectionality was the so you want to talk about race by Ijoma luo and that chapter i had never heard the term even though it's been around for several years It really opened my eyes. Um, Ijoma Luo is uh, a black woman and intersectionality. The concept, and I'm not the scholar on this, Kimberly Crenshaw is, which her phenomenal TED talk is linked in in the blog. Uh, Definitely, you want to check that out because she can explain it so much better. Mm -hmm. The idea, though, is intersecting. Um, uh, the intersecting of identities. And when Kimberly Crenshaw came up with this idea, it was to explain um, why people who um, are marginalized, um, and she uses the example of a black woman, um, they're not helped by a law that helps um, primarily black men because it would be a black woman. Um, And then there's laws to help women and so you just assume that that's going to help a black woman, but they really are, are utilized by white women. And um, and this does, it, like the concept intersects with privilege, because then you see the privilege of being a man if you're black and the privilege of being a w- white if you're a woman. So intersectionality, the, the, the grand scope of it is really like a focus on marginalization. So people who have multiple identities, not like multiple, you know, personal identities. I'm I'm John and Matt, right? But no, uh, (laughs) and I'm not, I'm just kidding. Um, It's people who can identify with multiple things in their life, right? That cause them to become marginalized. And each with each thing, like being black, And being a woman and being, you know, maybe an atheist, which is looked down upon by, you know, mainstream America or and maybe even being gay or whatever doesn't fit in the mainstream, you know, privileged society with each item on the the list, you know, um, you get pushed farther from the mainstream. So, I mean, like if you think of a stream, you're basically like on the shore and maybe even like out in the jungle, far away from the water at this point with, you know, if you have many different things that marginalize you, like using marginalization as like a verb, it really pushes you to the margins and then beyond the margins. So that's intersectionality. I don't know if I did a great job.
0: You did a really good job because you didn't actually say that in the blog post. So this is actually good because we're, you know, pulling all of it together. I mean, it, to me, um, used a really interesting metaphor, which, and, and maybe that's way you get things across, because you've done that in a few of your other blog posts, too. I, I really I like that. So explain this metaphor that, that you did in the post.
1: Sure, yeah. Uh, so it stemmed from... Uh, An original, uh, a previous post where I I kind of like told um, my readers about an experience I had where it was like an it was an uh aha moment. Right, I'm sitting at a red light, and uh, I had already experienced several red lights that morning. I'm on my way to work, and I'm the type to give myself just the right amount of time to get to work. I'm one of those, (laughs) and I'm like sitting at another red light. I'm already a little bit late. And I just, I don't like, even though I like pushing the limits and pushing the envelope and being like right on time, I do not like being late. So I have my drive like down to the second. (laughs) Anyways, I'm at like the fourth or fifth red light. And I'm just like, oh, what is the deal? This is the worst. And it's just a red light. But um, that feeling, I, I then, it hit me, it dawned on me, normally I get all these green lights. I've done this so many times. I know exactly to the second, you know, how long it's going to take. And like, I've streamlined my short drive. So normally I have, you know, a a successful drive. This one time I don't have a successful drive and I'm like, you know, beside myself in in frustration. Some people get all the red lights. They (laughs) don't get any brakes. They hit every red light every single time they drive. And this is a metaphor, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not talking literally stop at every red light. Everything they try to do. They they try to write an essay and they have a hard time. Or their computer breaks. Or maybe they they just have a hard time putting things into words. Or they're trying to get a job and there's something that causes the employer to not hire them over and over. And every time they go to um, get a job. Making friends is hard for them. Whatever it is. It's just red light after red light after red light. And can you imagine the frustration? So I realized basically that when I have a normal drive, that's privilege. I am privileged to have a fantastic drive to work, usually. And so there's one time I have a glitch in my privilege. I'm like, <laughs> beside myself, what is wrong with me? That's where this metaphor for a guy driving through the downtown And I pictured New York, like Fifth Avenue driving and just happens to hit every single green light on his way to to a store to pick up something. And I was picturing like a jewelry store, Uh, Tiffany's, in fact, like I'm putting things into, (laughs) I'm telling you things that aren't in my blog, right? Um, And then going home and he's just hits every green light. And he's just like, well, what a lucky day, except that it's not luck. Because everybody's sitting at the intersections that are the red lights, they've been sitting there for hours because the lights, all the traffic lights are actually broken. That's my privilege blog. And that's where this one kind of picks up the intersectionality blog, picks up. I do summarize it at the beginning of the intersectionality blog but that was like my realization of privilege. And I tried to write that just a little story to get across the idea of privilege. And also I try to put in a few different things so that people could kind of see themselves in the story. Maybe they're not the person driving the car. Maybe they're the person who is in the store waiting in line. And then also this, this guy walks in and because you know, he it just happens to be there or maybe he's wearing a suit. And a sales clerk sees him as someone who has more money and like opens their register. We've all been in stores where the register opens and this person gets served before me, even though I've been waiting in line. And that's like incredible privilege. And they don't see it as privilege. They're just like, okay, sure, why not? We take advantage of things, of our privilege without even knowing we have it. And that is very, um, it disguises it. And it's dangerous to not recognize privilege. So that was my first step on this journey.
0: You know, it's interesting because um, I'm on that journey too. I'm trying to figure out because I live in a very diverse community. And the idea of talking about white privilege turns a lot of white people off. I'm white. And um, just trying to be able to talk about it, even talking about a book in a book club on white fragility got some people so upset they wouldn't read it. And, and so I'm just curious writing this and talking about it online. I don't know how much it frustrates you that we just want to have a good conversation about privilege and what that means and understand it from our point of view. Can you imagine what it's for people that are marginalized and that we don't get it? This is why I like what you wrote. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I I can't even imagine. And I think that's probably the first mm-hmm. step for people. I'm a white male. Like to have an aha moment at a red light when I'm driving a truck that I can afford because I have a job. Like oh, it's disgusting the amount of privilege I have, right? And no, I think the first step is to understand that we can't understand what it's like to not Feel that privilege or not have those privileges, but it's. I think it's good to recognize the privilege, and I think for me, I'm 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 working at recognizing. Okay, this isn't just easy for me. I'm privileged that this is easy for me. I I it's it's beneficial, but it's also like other people don't have this. Well, that's
0: when the Black Lives. Matter movement, you know, it, there is a reason for it. I mean, there, now it's fighting for their lives and there's so many things that um, people haven't had the privilege for so long. And now pe- all of a sudden, white people are getting it. And uh, but the problem is we still don't get it. And no. that's why when I saw your article, it just you you. It's a, it's like you brought in even referenced a video that was discrediting these movements. And it was showing it was saying how inequity, you know, let's be real. And it's almost like how are people who really don't get it understand what they're seeing? They really should try try to look beyond it to really understand what it and have an empathy for people that are going through Tough times and are marginalized, and really never had people understand what was happening for so long. And now, how do we have those conversations?
1: Yes. So, I was very hesitant about linking that video in my blog because mm-hmm. it, to me, it's just, uh, I don't I even know an appropriate term to describe it. I mean, it's like, it's like a parallel universe. Uh, you know. To say that people who are marginalized are trying to hurt people of privilege is like, what? I can't even wrap my brain around it. However, this particular video, now I got a lot obviously watching a bunch of videos and reading a uh, uh, post by Kimberly Crenshaw, the uh, the author of Intersectionality, but this particular video, I went ahead and watched it, even though I saw who, you know, in fact, I watched it because I saw who published it. Mm-hmm. And I knew that they'll have the counter concepts to the traditional intersectionality. And I wanted to see what they had to say, right? I'm that kind of person, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm always just, you know, curious and inquisitive. So watching that video though, it actually, re- you know, experiencing a little of the parallel universe, helped me see my universe and see the potential for intersectionality. Now, Mm -hmm. intersectionality is kind of based on, uh, or at least it comes from um, talking about marginalized people and, and ideas that cause people to be more marginalized so that they're pushed farther and farther to the margins away from the mainstream or away from privilege, basically. And, um, I saw that video and, and the premise of that video is the more marginalized um, things you have or uh, the, so the, the idea is the more marginalized concepts you have within your personality, the more you can connect with other people who are also feeling those marginalized concepts in other words, if you lack privilege in areas, you're going to connect with other people who lack privilege in areas. And it was the video, and this is where it's like, I don't want to use the word evil, but I thought it I'm kind of tempted. <laughs> I was like, oh my. Yeah, it actually states um, that all these people who are experiencing intersectionality are out to hurt white males and if that like raises your eyebrows good because (laughs) i couldn't even believe it i'm like wait i'm a white male no one is out to get me or like hurting my privilege i have plenty of privilege thank you very much
0: isn't that crazy um you know i i did watch the ted talk and uh, kimberly crenshaw's and the, the whole thing on her message and she focused like you said in the beginning that she focused on black women, you changed it in your character in your story, right? You said the injured character who gets carried away, you know, across the road, it it was a man. Was there a reason for that?
1: Yes. So I'm glad you asked that because I, this, and this is where you don't get it. If you just read the blog, You, you wouldn't know. I actually, it took me hours to wrestle over this concept and you know, writers edit, right? So I revised and changed this particular blog a million times because, I, as a white male, like, what am I doing writing about intersectionality and race issues? It's ridiculous. <laughs> or at least I feel that way. But that's actually why I'm doing it because um, I am writing to white males, not that other people couldn't get the message from my blog. And the reason I chose a man. To be, uh, to be like one of the main characters in my metaphor or analogy, um, being uh, rescued by other people who are feeling the effects of marginalization is in order for there to be a balance. And what I'm talking about is the main character in the blog or story is a man, and I'm really talking from myself. Like I'm driving through this these green lights, but I want like I want to pull anyone out who can identify with me into the story. So I don't write from the first person. So there's a person driving down the road, and the the in the intersections in the red lights, and this one particular red, uh, this one particular intersection that is the focus of the allegory of the intersectionality blog, these people are trying to get across this one intersection to get to a hospital. And a man um, gets out of his car and he, he has to get across because his leg is bleeding. And I like, you can't imagine how much I thought about, whether it should be a hospital or something else, should it be a leg bleeding or should it be bleeding? You know, should there be something else? Should it be an infection? Because that has like lots of symbol, you know, symbolism. Um, and I tried to you I try to be symbolic. Mm. Um, and, and in this case, I'm simply using balance where, you know, it's a, it's a man because I'm, it's a man driving and I didn't want it to be like, male versus female. Um, and I try to not introduce too many things because I want it to be, I want the symbolism to do its work.
0: Yeah. And well, you know, I, Oh, wow. We could go on for hours, but I don't think we better, but I I can just tell you one thing that. was good about this is that it made me think it made me want to go back to the other blog and, and read it. It made me want to talk to you about it. Um, And then at the end, you ask questions to the audience, to the readers. And uh, let me just, I'm going to go down to it real quick, because I thought, wow, this this is really powerful, powerful, powerful. And you talk about this crowd attending to the man and being there for him and all of this. It says, um, now the car driver had known nothing but empty road and found his avenue filling up. And what's this, people on foot? And the way you wrote it, they are holding signs. They are holding hands. They are holding up a stretcher. They are holding up a man. Whoa. This is going to be a book, I know. I mean, this is like, it's so good and it's so rich. And... It's just an honor to know that this is just the beginning of your stories, because what you're trying to do as a white male and and what I've been trying to do is how do we understand what it means to have privilege and to be marginalized? And you put it in a way that I can
1: understand. Thank you so much, Barbara. And my hope is that people who look at this blog listen to this you know are recording right now that they will identify with a person um you know not necessarily a person driving but a person of privilege coming across people who are struggling and what do you do what when you see that people can't take it anymore or people have to get to a place of help like a hospital but not the hospital is a symbol they have to get a job to pay or, or to get money for their family. They have to have even just meaning in their lives. Like that's so important. Um, if you don't have meaning in your job, you don't, that's a privilege. Like and me as a teacher, I am so privileged to feel like value. If you don't feel value, that, then you're not experiencing that privilege. But anyways, <laughs> my, my idea is, Join me, get into my car, which is this blog Mm -hmm. and, and look through the windshield. There's people in the road. We are having a nice conversation in our car and now there's people in the way. Well, let's give them a little courtesy honk. Beep. (laughs) They're not moving. Beep, beep. Maybe something is wrong. Well, what do we do now? And, And this is the place where you have a decision to make. As a white male, do I, like, turn my car around and take another avenue? Do I – I mean, there's so many options, right? And and I'm talking about metaphor here. Do you ignore it? Do you wait? Do you look and see? Do you, do you access Waze, right, like the Waze app? Is there a way around this? Well, and here in my writing was a whole hours of revision again, what should I have my character do? And and I wondered, should it be me? Should it be someone else? Should I give a little direction or should I leave it right there? I had my character stop, look into the eyes of the people who are trying to get this man in a makeshift stretcher across the road. I had him unlock the doors. And that is a symbol of unlocking your mind. Open the door. Open your Uh, your person to the ability to empathize and then get out of your comfort zone, get out of that comfortable car and go over and talk to these people who need help. You have means use it to help people. Okay.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to, that's it. I want people to read this and let I'm going to put it on my site, it, and I'm just going to tell it. it's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Reflection 8 dash Wyman, W-E-I-M-A-N-N. And I do have to say one thing. I wrote a book called Define Your Why. Send a copy to Matt, and he said, oh, you made it after my name. Why, man? <laughs>
1: And you know, I can't wait to dig in. I'm just looking at the table of contents and I'm thrilled. They all are questions and this is like my thing. I question everything (laughs) and I am like the why man. Like I wanna know why we do things. So I can't wait (laughs) to define all these different avenues of why.
0: And, And you are amazing with that. And so we have a link back to your site, and he is uh, your website is the captain of class so we'll make sure that people can get to your site we're going to put um, resources on it so if you go to barbabray.net, you'll be able to find reflection 8 and which is Matt Wyman's this is a very this is something that we need to all talk about and this is not going to be this this is only the beginning of many more posts and more reflections. What do you think? Want to do that with me, Matt?
1: I I am thrilled that you invited me on this time, and I can't wait for more. Thank you so much for the invitation.
0: Oh, thank you, Matt. And you take care of yourself. (laughs) Watch out for the red lights and (laughs) just be there and open the door when you can.
1: (laughs) On whatever journey, whatever road you're driving, be safe. And um, be aware of your surroundings and always be open to helping others. That's classy.
0: That was beautiful. Thank you so
1: much, Matt.